Welcome to TMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Charles here. Week two of Taylor Swift and <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Uh, they produced impressive ratings yeah. for uh, NBC. NBC. Yes, uh, Sunday Night Football got <laughs> 20 million viewers. Um, now, you'll probably remember last week's game when everyone first found out about uh, when Taylor showed up for uh, Travis's game last week. That got 24 million. That may sound like, well, 4 million people watched. Yes, in raw numbers, it is down how many people were watching that game. But it's a little bit apples and oranges. This is a Sunday night game on NBC as opposed to a daytime game on Fox. Um, and NBC says this is actually a 34% increase over Sunday night. on Sunday night football from the previous week. So, yes, the Taylor effect is in full swing. So, and, and the game last week was not a bad game, by the way, either. I want to say that was the Raiders and the, uh, the Steelers game, which is a big-time matchup. Yeah, yeah, last Sunday night. So this game, I, I have never seen anything like this, but it was built around Taylor Swift. Taylor. From the very beginning, that they used Carson Daly mm -hmm. uh, to um, to basically do an homage uh, <laughs> to Taylor Swift using metaphors from her from her albums, uh, the titles of her albums, uh, in explaining the game. Yeah. And then they cut to her about twenty times during the game. Uh huh. And that is, you know, it was the Taylor Swift game. I mean, that's honestly the way I see it. Yeah, Harvey, and the NFL uh, today has changed their uh, bios on social media to say that the Chiefs are 2-0 since they've been Swifties. Huh. I, I've met, you know, I mean, there are, you name it, presidents, celebrities, everybody has gone and, and watched NFL games before, but I've, I've truly never seen anything like this. She has become bigger than the NFL, and I did not think that was possible. I, I think the, you, what you are seeing is the NFL acknowledging that the power of Taylor Swift's fans is greater than the power of theirs. Well, I sent, I, I, I texted somebody as I was watching it. I texted somebody on her team, and I said, "Taylor Swift is actually bigger than the NFL." And I just simply got a thumbs up. <laughs> I know. Well, you guys, when she walked into the building, she they panned it to her. It was like Taylor Swift has entered the building. Ryan Reynolds was right behind her. Didn't even gets no mention. mention. Hugh like, Jackman came Deadpool. in. Got no mention. How does that Blake happen? Lively, He's one no of the mention. biggest stars. Yeah, Sophie Turner, no mention. It was all based around Taylor Swift. It's crazy. All the bars yesterday in LA were filled with so many girls, and it was amazing. Every time that they panned her, we were all just start screaming. <laughs> and, 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 and I gotta say, it's so funny when you see. That's why the NFL is doing it. What, when, what when, Courtney just described is yeah. exactly why the NFL is doing it. It just—it's smart business. It makes. The, it makes the all the sense in the world for them to lean into this every way. Now, they, here's what I don't understand: the, that there were, you know, her her movie um, on her concert right. on Eras, um, that was I think one of the first commercials that aired, and then it seemed like every other commercial had Travis. Uh, yeah, and Travis, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey and had a lot of State commercials Farm there. and all these commercials. Yeah, so it was NBC but leaned what, into it too. It I, said, I, I know they lean into it, but a lot of these things are planned a long time in advance, and it feels like in a week they rejiggered well, the everything. The commercials were done. They didn't well, shoot them. They weren't going to run the Taylor Correct. Swift. Correct. Those commercials probably would not have run right. during NBA right. football. Guys, right. Right. That, I think that's added some fuel to the fire to the people who are wanting to make the, the argument that this is something that's been planned between Taylor and Travis and the NFL and all the, their people because it, it does seem so perfect. They've got the ads ready. Yeah. And uh, because of that, a lot of people have said, see, this thing is not real. And this is a big, giant marketing campaign by the NFL. Yeah, but Taylor, it's not. Okay, I can tell you, it's not. I mean, Taylor Swift is not engaged 
in a marketing campaign, number one. She doesn't need that. And, um, and but, uh, but I will say this. You could have said the NFL doesn't need that. You would have said that a month ago. Maybe, maybe I would have said that a month ago. But, but now you can see. But my, I've been telling you for weeks now uh-huh. that my recon has been, this has been real for a couple of months. And so I think people are finally looking at this and saying, when are we going to stop doubting that they're, they're dating? I mean, it, it, it's not like a huge stretch. His birthday's on Thursday, so I think it's going to be very telling to see, like, what they do together. If she, like, posts anything, oh, like, with him, what they get, like, if we see them out. So it will be exciting. And they're together. They're just two hot people, so people don't want to be happy for them. But they're dating. <laughs> well, people are obsessed with this. I think it's the kind of the opposite. People well, are obsessed. Taylor's fans obviously are happy about it. Well, Taylor's it. fans are approving. But you are hearing some NFL fans, I, I heard it yesterday, who are going like, all right, enough, enough. Okay. Some, Is she going to be in Minnesota? Fans. Is she going to be in Minnesota? Yeah, that's the question. Well, it will be his birthday weekend. I don't know if she likes I don't know how much she likes <laughs> I don't know what you're out. thinking, but. <laughs> if, if she's in Minnesota, I mean, you got to put this whole fake thing to rest. I mean, come on. No, it doesn't. That oh, doesn't God. put it to rest. When does it put it to rest, Charles? I mean, when? okay. <laughs> Here's what would put it to rest: if she went to the Minnesota game and they weren't taking <laughs> shots of her every other play, and there weren't commercials running. But that's during not on the game. her. That's not on her. It's like. But that's what makes people feel like it, this is coordinated. I'm not saying that it is. I'm it saying is. that's what makes it people isn't. think that it, they're dating. It's like the NFL yes. is exploiting it. Good yes, they're exactly. They're but dating. They're smart on it. They're smart on, for for exploiting this thing. But. But she's exploiting it also by having her the ads for her movie run during the game. Business is business. Right. Hi, Ari calling from Kentucky. And you're right, I do believe that she may be doing this for a marketing campaign, even though the NFL or like Taylor doesn't need to do this either. But since she has started coming to the games, I guess there was going to be a time that a whole game was going to be influenced by her. I mean, it was only, you know, going to come a time that that was going to happen. So, I mean, who's to say that they're going to be together in the next couple weeks or we're going to get some breakup songs? You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> you <laughs> well, never know. They haven't, they haven't broken up yet. I mean, eventually something's going to stick, okay? <laughs> um, or, or not. Or not. Uh, we are going to move on. Yes, to Britney Spears, who is incensed at the police who came to her house to perform a welfare check. Uh, And she's demanding an apology um, because she feels like um, this was just completely all blown out of proportion. So we told you last week after she did, uh, posted a couple of videos dancing around with knives. um, Around her dogs. Yes, also some of the videos with her dog standing very near, dangerously close. And may I add, and then she has a bandage on her arm and a cut on her leg. Right, and all of those things uh, made someone concerned enough to put in a call. Uh, as we told you last week, um, the person who called was an LAPD, in, an LAPD officer who had prior dealings with Brittany and then got alarmed. Right. And called uh, the, sher- the Ventura County Sheriff's Department and said, go out there and check on her. She did not like the fact that they did. And, and that they blasted. demanded. Right. So here's what she said about the welfare check. It is so unacceptable for cops to listen to random fans and come into my home unwarranted. Uh, Can I make calls and make others feel threatened in your home? Uh, I am getting an apology. I've been bullied in my home for so long now. It's enough. 
It's about power for cops. I don't get this at all. Yeah, I mean, if, I'm, if, I'm if, not if, sure where this is coming from, but you know, here's the thing: a lot of people are concerned about Britney Spears, you know, for for many, many different reasons. And of course, when you see her with knives, which, by the way, she claims they're prop knives and they're not real. However, there were cuts. I mean, just the fact that they're coming to check up on her, she should be grateful that they're actually doing that, that somebody cares about her enough to come and say, like, hey, we just want to make sure you're good. I don't. But at the same time, I can also see how she would feel this is an invasion of privacy, considering she just wants everyone to leave her alone. Right. Well, like, she no, wants no, 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 no. She it, wants to no, she doesn't. have her own Thing to do. Well, she doesn't want to be under the watchful eye of anybody. She anymore. is under the watchful eye of 42 million of her fans, right. and she's putting this on Instagram and for the world to see. And so she's dancing with knives. God forbid if something horrible had happened in the house, right. the cops would be skewered for not going over there. Right. Hello, my name is Shay from Houston, Texas. Um, I can see both sides of the coin. Um, you know, I know people who get prank calls and get swatted when I think is going on by the police. So I can see her frustration in that regard. But at the same time, let's not pretend like she's not acting unusual. You know. Yeah. So I, I, and I, obviously, that's what this person and the background. Saw and, fall. and by the way, not only the person who ended up making the call, there were comments initially on her first post. That's right where there are other people, people fans who were concerned. So I'm not sure why she's surprised that someone was concerned yeah. enough to make Ab that call. Absolutely. Well, Kanye West um, saying strange things, going after certain celebrities is not it's that typical. new. Kind of typical. But uh, it was kind of surprising to see him going after Cardi B. Um, and this is a clip that uh, was leaked on the internet yesterday. It's a clip from a documentary that he was shooting back in 2018. Um, and this was when he was on the ranch in Wyoming. Um, it was never released, but some of the clips leaked out. This was a time when he was teetering. Right, and a lot of his friends flew to Wyoming. Including to, him. Yeah, flew to Wyoming to see him, check on him. Dave Chappelle also went, Justin Bieber went at different times. Um, but while he was there, he had this to say about Cardi B and her ride. This is. The other thing you got to remember about 2018, this is when Cardi B was blowing up. Right. This is when she became the Cardi B we know today. And Kanye was not uh, believing what he was seeing. This is what he thought. Cardi B is a plant by the Illuminati. She don't write her raps. She's just there to like sound as ignorant as possible and just and then make songs like them and then get some money. Yeah. You know, she was literally replaced you know, Nicki Minaj purposely that they put her there and that she doesn't know what to do and she's just she has no idea what is going on. She thinks it's just a blessing from the universe. There ain't no blessing from the universe. Which, wow. which, to be honest, guys, at the time, that was kind of a sentiment a lot of people thought because, look, she was just right on the scene right away, huge success. 
But down the road, uh, he clearly warmed up to Cardi because she went on Instagram and she kind of showed a clip today showing when he was really praising her from a couple years ago saying, you know, I love how outspoken she is and how she believes in what she believes in. Uh, then Cardi went on to say, look, I was even made an honorary Kardashian by Kim and Chris." So it appears that relationship has really turned around and Cardi knows that, that an old clip, she's not going to hold that against Kanye when yeah, that has changed. The, the more recent one, he was saying he was actually happy that they had gotten to work together on a uh, a song that they did with Lil Duval, but was he was it but, uh, w when he did it? Was it because he was more Team Nicki and that Cardi was kind of an interloper? I'm trying to figure out why, or was it just jealousy I that she blew up? It is such a uh, I don't know. This, the things he's saying are so out there. I don't know that even if he looked back at that today, he would say, "Yeah, I really believe that." You know what I mean? Like he was but, having an episode. Very clearly, the things he was saying were just so yeah. out there. But up until that point, he had only worked with Nikki, and he had a lot of success with Nikki. So you have to imagine, at that time, if he had to pick yeah. a side, it would have been Team Nikki. Was but, this was this after the Plaza Hotel incident between Nikki and Cardi? I'm not sure. Only because that would be relevant because the battle lines had so been drawn at that point. But yes, that battle was definitely there. Was that public feud was already started between them? Right, right. Um, and it is true that Cardi B. I, some would say came out of nowhere, but she was on the scene, sort of. She was on Love & Hip Hop. Right. People knew that she was trying to get into the music business, so she had a hit that, that hit like it did, and she became big. I don't know that that means the Illuminati Center. <laughs> um, could just be that she had a hit song. Right. Parker Rose, Brooklyn, New York. First off, let me get a shout-out to my birthday twin, Cardi, and all my other Libras out there, so... The fact that this was 2018 and that it's coming out now, is this not a plant of a plant? Because, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, Card um, Cardi is blowing up. Cardi's who she is now. Cardi's always been honest about her music. Yeah, we know that she doesn't write, but, you know, Cardi's been straight honest and she's been doing her thing. She's also, you know, mixed cultures uh, musically. So, you know, Cardi deserves her own flowers. So does, so does Nicki. So we're not, you know, these are two grown women in their own res respective fields that, you know, Kanye just really needs to really stay in his lane because now that this is out, supposedly leaked, we all know that this is not leaked because Kanye says what he says that he does what he does and he wants to see how far he can push things. So I think that this is just Kanye being messy. But like you said also too, that, there's the newest video that Cardi just put out. Yeah. That, you know, giving acclimates and saying, oh, you know, Cardi this and Cardi that. So, I mean, at this point in time, do we really listen to Kanye? Do we? <laughs> well, it's funny. It depends. I yeah. know. It's really funny because yes. sometimes people sometimes, say, yeah, you want to tune out and then all of a sudden it just becomes kind of irresistible to listen. Right. Okay, we're moving on. Yes, to uh, a couple that people have talked about and they've thought that they were gonna be coming together. They're well, a couple. No, people have wanted them to be a couple. Okay. Thought that they were a couple. But Tom Brady and Kim Kardashian did come together this weekend in Atlantic City with a lot of other people. Um, they were at a, a uh, charity, a fundraiser for the Reform Alliance. Uh, let's talk about this fundraiser for the Reform Alliance. Uh, Heavy hitters in the room, man. 500 thousand dollars just get, to get in, in to have the dinner <laughs> to get in but then there was uh some bidding that was going on um because there was uh, uh a lot of art very pricey art 
that was available, and turns out Tom Brady and Kim Kardashian had head their to eye head. Head to head. on the same piece, a George Kondo uh, artwork, and they were going back and forth, bidding, and people in the room felt like it was actually flirting. Now, I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there. I couldn't see how they were looking at each I, other I, when I they were bidding. I, I know exactly what this is. It was, okay, I'm sorry. For, okay. I'm projecting this, mm -hmm. but this is two people who are bidding, who kind of know each other, who are kind of laughing as they go back and And they forth. know that the whole room is And they looking. know the whole right. room is looking and they're upping each other and it's just fun. It's not, there's a difference between that and flirting. Right. Well, it, it all ultimately ended up costing them each $2 million. So uh, they, they, they each wanted one painting and turned out there was another George Kondo painting uh, available at the auction. So the auction house said, look, you both can have it. You both pay up $2 million. So they each had to do this. Yeah, it was super uh, fun and flirty, but they each had to pony up $2 million to get these, these paintings. So in that other is... words, $2.5 million for the evening. What do you mean? Well, no. 500000 to get oh, in and $2 million for the right. art. And so each paid $2.5 And God knows, they may have bid on something else. I love what in, <laughs> in the auction house, when they always do it, they, everyone's bidding and you think that the other person outbid you and you're like, all right, well, I and didn't get it. And they're like, oh, guess what? We have two. <laughs> we'll take both of right. you. We'll take money for both of you. The sure. same amount. <laughs> Alondra from Austin, Texas. I think, Chris, you should take a vacation. Kim, we all know you just love being in the news cycle. Tom, run. But hey, at least this went to charity, so we should all be happy and excited for that. And also, they did a good thing for the Alliance. Yeah, because the they Reform Alliance does a, a lot of great A ton of money. You got to say, Donald Trump loves what he loves, and he doesn't isn't going to change for anyone. Um, and it doesn't matter what the setting is. Uh, if there's an opportunity to have McDonald's, he will seize that opportunity, even and when he's facing a two hundred fifty million dollars civil suit that could against <laughs> that could shut down his business. Yeah, they, the, the, the stakes here are if this case holds for the prosecutors, that his business license is going to get yanked to do business in New York, and his companies essentially collapse because yeah. everybody in his family, they're accused of fraud um, in overvaluing and undervaluing assets depending on which is most beneficial. So in the middle of all of this, he yeah, felt he deserved a break, but not from the judge. Um, what, six bags? stuffed with McDonald's show up. I mean, look at this. This is unbelievable. I love his attempt to appeal to the common man during the midst of a trial that is anything but common, right? He's $250 <laughs> million potential damages, loses his business license for defrauding banks over a long period of time. Definitely not the common man's problems, but he is dealing with uh, common food, McDonald's, although... That's what he likes. Super expensive these days. If anybody's been to McDonald's recently, a happy, uh, like a meal is like 12 bucks now. Well, no way. $12? Yeah, no. A Big Mac meal, I believe, is like 11 and change. Uh, no, no way. Are you serious? Way. No way. $11? And change. Oh, so what he's really doing is showing off how much money Now, well, hold on. The one, thing, the, the one thing we don't know is... Who ordered it? We was don't know who ordered it. one of his it. supporters, or did he say, yeah, we I got to eat, I got to have McDonald's during lunch, during lunch break? We don't know. Yeah, and I want to know what everybody else ate. He got the six bucks. Oh, <laughs> Wait a minute. I, I'm, sorry for, I'm, I'm sorry for staying on this. Uh -huh. Are you saying a Big Mac fries and a soda cost $11 and change? Uh, uh, Tawanda's here, and she just told me that a uh, chicken nuggets meal is 11 and change as well. So. What? Hey, man. Inflation. Things are going up. When I was a kid. Oh, don't even. 
<laughs> it was 35 cents for a cheeseburger. Oh, they didn't even God. have the Big Mac at that point, did they? No, they did not. They did not. It was, it, was a revolu it was revelatory for me. Hey, it's Matt from uh, Canada's capital in Ottawa, Ontario. Just want to say about Trump and all these uh, Big Macs and McDonald's. I don't know if uh, McDonald's would want to get in bed with Trump and maybe have him endorse him because he seems to be eating a lot of their food. But I don't know if this is the smartest thing for Trump. You know, maybe he should be eating a little healthier, getting, a, getting himself in uh, some better shape and uh, getting his mind right as he's got a lot of troubles ahead of him. I think that ship has sailed as far as him eating healthy. But I got to say... It's like you would just think he would be on the ropes with the way he handles diet and everything else. It's just, I, I, I don't know what's going on there, but he's not. It's <laughs> bizarre. Okay, we're going to move on. Yes, uh, to a Hollywood couple calling it quits. Uh, surprising, be, by the way. Very surprising, uh, because Joshua Jackson and Jodie Turner-Smith only married for about four years, yep. um, but she has filed for divorce, um, and um, this one might get... Might get a little heated, I so, don't know. So we hear, so um, she filed today. Um, she cites the usual irreconcilable differences. They have a three-year-old child, uh, daughter, Juno, um, and she is saying, "I want we want joint custody of Juno. Um, interestingly, she wants to waive spousal support on both sides, so she can't, she can't <clears throat> ask him, nor he can ask her. Um, there is no is, prenup. But in there's no case. prenup, because usually when we see that, sometimes it means that they have a prenup. Exactly, and, but there's but no there is prenup. no prenup, so. So what we're hearing is it's unclear, but it could get kind of messy. Um, and, it, and it is interesting because they married like on a dime. They met in 2018. Very quick, yeah, right. In a was couple like, of months, they were engaged. Yeah. Um, and everybody, and then it seemed like everything was sailing along, but the date of separation is September 13th. So, um, I don't know. Something happened here. But it was a sad story, right? I mean, they got together a few years ago. We covered that, and they seem like a, the very happy couple. Um, you know, it's his his first uh, marriage, his first divorce. I don't know about her, um, but you know, hopefully, it stays civil. We've seen so many of these that have sort of deteriorated mm -hmm. into nothingness and uh, into animosity recently. Uh, speaking to you, Joe, Joe, and Sophie. So uh, hopefully, they can stay <laughs> civil. Yeah, I'm yeah. hearing it could go either way. Okay, we're going to take a break. All right, when we come back, the arrest in the Tupac Shakur murder. We told you that Keefe D is now in custody after almost 30 years. So what does Suge Knight think about this? Suge Knight was in the car that night with Tupac, was also shot but survived. Well, we got an interview, the first interview with him, his reaction to the arrest in Tupac's murder. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Uh, Suge Knight's reaction to the arrest in Tupac's murder. We got it uh, just moments ago, actually. Uh, and we're going to have that for you in just a few minutes. It really is. Remember, Suge is in prison right now. Um, but we got him on the phone and we're able to get his reaction to this. And what he says is really interesting because he is not aligned with what prosecutors are saying. We'll nope. get into that in a minute. He's got a different story to tell. Okay. All right. Um, I, am, I am, first of all, I'm just going to declare, I am dripping with jealousy. <laughs> I, I, I am so jealous. I talked to him over the weekend. He went to the Sphere, to the U2 concert. I got to tell you. And you just got to listen to this. It, this there is, is unreal. I, I've never seen anything like this. Inside. From the outside, when you walk up to it, the Sphere looks obviously different. It is the largest spherical structure ever built in the world. Um, and so cool. 
it is that that part creeped me out as I was walking. That is so out. cool. The baby's talking, by I the know, way. But you're standing outside. Oh, you hear it? And the baby is saying, like, everyone come inside. Oh, All are God. welcome. And I'm like, what is happening? Um, but I yeah, I went to go see this thing because I had heard about it, I had read about it, and I just couldn't believe it could do what they were saying it could do. You uh, two performed two shows over the weekend, which, by the way, on the first night, they had every celebrity in the world oh there. We'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. But look at this visual that you get inside. So I went on Saturday night, and the band, you can see at the bottom of the screen there, barely see the on band. a very relatively small stage. And I say relatively, it's probably a normal stage, but the building is so massive, and that wall, that God, spear behind them is so massive, and they can do anything. They can put anything in this screen at this particular part. And was you like, feel like you're in it. Yeah, and you feel like you're standing in it. It changes the God, game. Look how small. Look yeah, look at Bono and, and the crew <laughs> down there. Um, they were fine with being upstage this scene here. Everyone, it really feels like the ceiling is coming down on you. Obviously, it isn't. But it just that's how amazing it is what they can do with this screen and the graphics. It is, but here's a little bit of them playing and the screen changing behind them. It is amazing. I, I, I honestly thought I was like standing at Burning Man. Um, <laughs> But it's so weird. I mean, the band is almost incidental because it's overtaken by the right. vision. And you do have people like have their phones out constantly. And obviously, and like, I had it, mine out. It feels like an amphitheater right there. Yes, it is actually designed like an amphitheater inside. Um, but then you're looking at this. This part was so meta. It's like you're. It is a. It's a graphic of the sphere itself. But then it turns around, and now you're diving into it, and then it opens up into this. I don't even know what it was. Well, you were there with the normies on Saturday night. Friday, yes. night, Friday night was insane. <laughs> yeah. Friday night was just insane. Friday night, they got, and remember, they spent $2.3 billion on this thing. So that's why they made sure to have every celebrity they could on the opening night um, talking about this, which they did. So who's going to be coming in after you two? Because they've really upped the game for them here. Like, whoever comes in next is going to have to blow this out of the water just to keep up in the game, right? Yeah, I mean, you got to have, a, it's no It's no longer you just put together your set list. Now you have to have a graphics team sitting there with you to say, and a visuals team well, to go, who do, who does what are we going to put do, there? Does the Sphere people do it, or do, do the, does the I production the team or the band? do it. Yeah, well, I think the artists be. would have to kind of come up with their own stuff. But you know what might be kind of a cool thing when they're in between acts is you could just take a, a, a concert of, it could be a dead artist, like take an old Queen show or David Bowie or Prince or something mm -hmm. and just have just it play in the Sphere, and people would go just to see that. By the way, there were a lot of homages throughout the show to Elvis. Uh, oh, is that right? To Sinatra. In fact, the night I went, they sang a little bit of My Way, and then the screen op opened up into uh, a Las Vegas hmm. uh, skyline. What do uh, you It opened do up to Harvey the, singing? Because that'd be really cool. <laughs> uh, have in common. There'd be How a stampede that? of people running out of there. But. <laughs> yeah, you'd have 17,000 people just running for the doors. <laughs> that is a fire hazard. Hey, guys. It's Ugo the Architect from Sacramento. Uh, man, I think the U2 concert was a great showcase of the sphere um, and its limitless potential. Um, the sphere from the outside is already amazing, but I feel like once people started seeing like the inside, they started getting more um, 
excited to see some of their favorite artists perform there in the future, and it's garnered garnered a lot of uh, excitement. Yeah, true, it, a true game changer. It, it really is. You know, and unfortunately, now the price for scalp tickets is going up because now people oh, now have people seen know, it, right? And they're like, it wasn't that expensive when I went, but. Okay, we're going to move on to another concert. Yes, uh, because Beyonce is uh, following in the footsteps of Taylor Swift. She, too, has a documentary film. I don't think film. she'd like exactly the way you just said that. No, I know she wouldn't. <laughs> and I, it's not. she didn't do it because Taylor did one. They were both always planning to do these documentary films. And the Renaissance Tour wrapped up last night. I believe it was the last show. It was in uh, Kansas City last night. Yep. Uh, and she dropped the trailer for the concert film, which is gonna be coming out. Here's a little bit of it. When I am performing, I am nothing but free. The goal for this tour was to create a place where everyone is free and no one is judged. Start over, start fresh, create the new. That's what the Renaissance is about at any point. They could close their eyes and be right back there and take it with them. Yeah, you guys, this documentary is supposed to be all about behind the scenes and the fun backstage moments of her tour, and it looks really fun. Now, something that fans have noticed is that during one of the parts, Beyonce actually cheerses towards the camera, and it looks like a shot glass, but this tour was actually rumored to be alcohol-free, and maybe that's because she had Blue Ivy and her kids with her on tour during this, so they didn't want any alcohol around the children, but it's kind of cool. I mean, now, taking after Taylor Swift and two of the biggest artists are now doing these documentary and movie-type things that it's it's curious to see if people are actually going to go pay for the concert tickets. Um, I'm cheap. I'd rather just go pay $20 and see a movie, but that's just me. <laughs> Real quick, where is this playing? Because uh, Taylor's is at um, AMC. Yeah, she did with AMC as well. Beyonce will be showing AMC oh, theaters across North America. Let me tell you something. AMC is so... They're so smart. ...smart to get, because the movie industry, the theater industry... This is so smart. ...was on the ropes, yep. and they just grabbed the two biggest things... Absolutely. ...in entertainment this, this year and said, let's get those people in our theaters. Smart. Hey, it's Bree from East Texas, and I just want to say that the loyal fans are ready and willing to pay those high amounts for the tickets, so shame on the resellers. Like, it's honestly about the demand. I was in Houston the weekend of Beyonce for a reality of wrestling um, event, and they stormed the city, like Shawn Michaels in the 90s, and I just, I'm happy for them, because now they're getting a movie, but Happy for them, but the prices will only continue to surge as long as people are willing to pay these things and they're being taxed with no type of restraint. Back to you. Call supply and demand. And that's why the movie is great, because it's more affordable right. for the fans who can't afford them. Both tickets. Taylor and Beyonce. Yes. The cold case that uh, no one ever expected to be uh, solved is, of course, a huge step closer to being solved. Uh, the arrest in the Tupac Shakur murder 27 years later really shocked everyone last week. And we still have questions about why now right. <laughs> um, that the police haven't fully explained because, yet. Because the man who is now charged with the murder is, confessed in 2008 that he was involved. And has been saying it very openly in interviews that he handed the gun to uh, a guy named Orlando Anderson, his, his nephew. nephew and he's, Keefe's story is that Orlando pulled the trigger and shot and fired the shots into the car, which Tupac, um, sorry, which Suge Knight was driving, Tupac was the passenger. Tupac, Tupac. was killed and Suge was shot. Was hit, but survived. Um, so everyone was wondering what Suge's reaction is 
to there finally being an arrest in this case. You would think maybe he would be happy that there's going to be justice. Well, also, and is he going to testify? So I spoke with him a very short time ago, um, and uh, he is in prison right now. I talked to him when he was on the jailhouse phone and wanted to find out what he felt about the Kefi arrest um, and whether he would cooperate in the trial. Tell me what your reaction is to the arrest of Kefi D. Well, surprise number one, because I didn't think um, Kefi D had never get arrested. Nor do I want to see him get arrested, you know? Let's get one thing uh, straight, first and foremost. You know, me and Keefe D played on the same Pop Warner football team. And whatever the circumstances, if he had an involvement with anything, if he didn't have any involvement with anything, I still, who want to see? I wouldn't wish somebody going to prison on my worst enemy. The DA says that Keefe D was in the car with his nephew and that presumably his nephew according to the DA, is the one that shot Tupac and that it was done with the full knowledge of Keefe. Um, do they have it right? It was only two people in the car. And Pac not going to tell the story. I ain't going to tell the story, but I tell you this. And it's, I, I never had nothing bad to say about uh, uh, Orlando because, number one, he wasn't a shooter. Number two, he came to my hearing and told to let me go and told the truth. They still didn't let me go. If you are called to testify in this case... I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. Why not? Yeah, I wouldn't be. Why not? Well, number one, like I, because I'm not going to get on the stand and testify on somebody for what? They seem to be saying that Orlando was the shooter and Keefe was in on it, that he had full knowledge of what was going down, and it was revenge for Orlando getting beaten up by Tupac and his team uh, at the MGM after the Tyson fight. Is that correct? No. Then who shot Tupac? It wasn't Anderson, so that's all I got to say about that part. To summarize, you are saying Orlando was not the shooter, although you won't say who the shooter was, you are not saying whether Keefe was involved in any way in the shooting, um, and you are saying that if you're called to testify by either side, you will not comply, you will not testify. Do I have that right? thousand percent. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't testify. None of that You know, at the end of the day, free Keefe D. You know what's really interesting huh. is that he is pulling back from Keefe D's own statements. Right. Which is But I, I will bizarre. say, so, so Suge is saying it wasn't Orlando Anderson, which is something that has been widely believed on the streets uh, and alleged in interviews. Keefe D himself has said it, that Orlando is the person who pulled the trigger. And Orlando Anderson died a couple of years after Tupac did right. in a separate shooting. I think everybody else in that car, there were four people in that car, and everybody's dead except Keefe. Right. And so, um, now Keefe has said he was involved. Suge is intimating, at the very least, that he's not involved the way the DA thinks he was so involved. So the fact that, that Suge is saying, he, he's saying it's not Orlando Anderson. Right. I hear that. 
but he's not going to say who it is, which to me makes me feel like him saying it's not Orlando Anderson doesn't really carry as much weight either because the, the reality is Suge is never going to snitch on anybody. He's never going to snitch, and he's never going to testify. And that was clear. Him not testifying, I, I, would, I would think that the, the DA in Las Vegas is not counting on Suge to be a, you know, a material witness. I think they're counting more on Keefe's own words. Right. I think that's the That's case. what they're going to lean into. Well, if it's good enough for uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, <laughs> uh, Kendall Jenner and Bad Bunny are getting in on that action, too. Boy, they, they have taken a back seat to that other thing. Yeah. That, that other thing. That other thing. <laughs> they, they really have, but they've been a couple for several months, very openly, um, and when you, finally... When you, when you ride the same horse, you're a cop. Yes, and finally a big brand decided, let's get in on that, um, and the winning brand is Gucci. Um, they revealed a commercial that they did together um, on Instagram this weekend. It is where they dropped it first, but I'm sure you're going to be seeing this on TV a lot in uh, coming months, especially leading up to Christmas. So, so, so I have a question. Hmm. So, if this is the, if you're in a couple and this mm -hmm. is the first time that you post photos of yourself online to your millions of followers, and it's an ad campaign, what message are you really sending? Are you sending that you're in love? They're rich. Or are you saying <laughs> that this is all just a business and we're just milking this? To no, no. I, 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 I have an answer to that. I think it means that they're gonna, they're comfortable that they're going to be together for a while. That's exactly right. Right. That they are now cemented in this relationship that they can now even go into business together. Mm. And I think that's what they're doing. And it kind of makes sense. I mean, look, they also have different audiences. Yep. And for Gucci, you just basically spray the general population with Gucci. <laughs> I, I'm really serious. Yeah. I, it, it's brilliant marketing between the two of them. But at the same time, the general, most, the vast majority of people can't afford anything from Gucci. So who is this campaign <laughs> really for? Well, uh, here, here's the thing, Jacob. Mm. It's so expensive that if they can get 5,000 people to buy Gucci, they'll probably make millions of dollars, right? So you don't need volume, you just need people, right? The, the right people. Uh, you, you tell me, I mean, to this, in my view, this is just screaming, this is all just a business, there's no love here, this is just working, and people if it, are they were on it up, a horse so together. we're gonna run right. with it. They were exactly. on a horse oh, oh, together. Oh, oh, no, they were on the horse, so never mind, no, no. That, that yeah, and they've been together for several months. I would agree with you if it was at the beginning of their relationship, but. Hi, Tania from Harper, Connecticut. He's right. Chris Jenner is a mastermind, so it could be a publicity stunt. But, you know, they do look good together. And, you know, Gucci could be attainable. There's Klarna. There's Afterpay. You can do payments. So balling on a budget. Um, but they do look good together. And I forgive Kendall Jenner for, you know, the bad bunny thing. It's, it's all good, though. You forgive her? What do you mean? Bad bunny is fine. Okay. Oh, oh, for taking bad bunny. <laughs> I got you. Got it. The Smith family had a, uh, a nice, sweet moment this weekend because uh, their, Jada Pinkett Smith's uh, memoir is about to come out. She got the first copy, which just seems right, and shared that moment with the whole family, and they were there to celebrate. We're all together. I have not seen the book yet. We just got the first copy. That's a big book. She's got a lot to say. She's got a lot to say. <laughs> Thank you guys for being so supportive. Absolutely. I mean, they have to love it, by the way, when it comes out. They can't, they can't all go like, oh. 
That's what it looks like. Of course they love it. So um, the way they sell books is, you you know, you find that one little nugget or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be the slap? I mean, you have to mention that's going to be used in the marketing of this, right? It has to be. I'm just wondering. And I'm wondering. She has such a diverse background in terms of things she's done and yeah. people she's interacted with. Is it the slap or something else? The slap has got to be the hook that kind of that, that hooks people in. But you're right. She has a lot more that she will be talking about here. I'm going to read this. All right. Well, it comes out in two weeks, so okay. we'll find out. We'll see you tomorrow.